Welcome to the Merchant Princelings podcast. Just gonna have a bit more, a bit more tea. Loosen it up. Mm. Right, three, two, one. Welcome to the Merchant Princelings podcast. <laughs> 61st of her name, Will. 61st of her name. It's too deep into a cup of tea to remember. It's a really nice cup of tea, and it's every, and it's at that like that temperature, yeah. where. You Perfect. could sup it, have a cheeky yeah, yeah. little sip of whipper, or yeah. you could just down the whole thing in one go. Mm. And you'd get a little bit of like warm, hearty Bernie, but not enough to stop you. Mm. And I was in deep thought deciding what to do. And then you said something, and I completely was like, Ugh, like a deer in the headlights. Do you and know what you decided I mean? was yeah. just yeah. do nothing. You know? Just correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought about the FAQ Bang. and was like, oh, so uh, I, I mean, we're not, I'm not even going to go there today. Um, anyway, um, we are here today like to talk it. to. Oh, God. That's it. That's all I needed to say. Please continue. Move on before anyone gets. Wait, upset. wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. Say that again. Say that again. I quite like it. Yeah, because you're a fucking mong. That's what. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I'll be honest. Well, I'm not sure you can claim that it, it's mongy to like it if most of the big changes you're just going to embrace. Shall we move? <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Welcome to the Merchant right. Princess podcast. We are here tonight. 61st of her name. Yeah, fuck Wait, yeah. 61st. Yes, yeah, yeah, there 61st. we go. Uh, We're in business. We are here to talk to you tonight about uh, Tooth and Claw, which is the our own event that we ran by our big boy selves, but not at all because we had Andy and Chris and various other people holding our hands. Hans? Holding our hands. <laughs> holding our hands. Oh, yes, that's hands held, yeah. All, yeah, the, way, yeah, all yeah. the way through it. Um, at Greetings for the Warp. So that is the main agenda for today. But because we have been delayed so long in um, recording due to life, um, we have a few administrative things to go yes. through. So we'll talk a little bit about what we've been up to, a little bit about what's been released while we haven't been recording. A um, little plug for a few things, and then we'll move into the meat of the episode how does everyone find that everyone happy with that I, th I think that, that sounds, sounds sensual mate yeah. so why don't we go through um which we haven't done in a while in what we've been up to um yeah we haven't recorded in a while so this is a feels and this is a monday as well this is almost a novelty it so. is I don't, have we ever recorded on a monday oh there's a question I'm sure yeah. we have yeah, I'm, sure, uh, well, I'm sure we probably have at some point you know I'm sure I'm sure one of our top listeners will tell us if yeah they'll know have. they'll know so, awesome. yeah. um, right so um, morning release Will why don't you um, go through with us what you've been up to uh, it hasn't been a lot to be fair so we had Tooth and Claw to prep for and then before and post I've just been systematically and slowly working through getting more Raven Guard done mm. so Spoiler, we went to another event. Unfortunately, our darling Tom couldn't make it. No. But the plan was to get them ready for that event, which I think we'll probably cover this week if we uh, mm -hmm. if we do a second record sesh. Um, but I didn't get them ready for that, um, which was annoying, but also kind of good because I didn't think I was in the right mindset to just rush them for something. Um, never, no, rush. never rush. Rushing is never the answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And looking back on it, it was I was pretty happy. Because I got to use something that I no longer can use. So it was actually pretty good. Good. Yeah. 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 
So yeah, apart from that, it's been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been doing a little bit of hobby here and there. You know what I mean? Just put, like getting in the chair, brushing a bit out, brushing a bit here, brushing a bit there. Yeah, yeah. What? So you're working on something right now, though, right? So what are you working on while we record? So I'm just doing some base metallics on some Raven Guard. Oh, I'm actually blacking that, yeah. out some like overspray, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've only got. Ask for a podcast. Uh, I've only got 17 models to finish the base metallics on. Oh, okay. And then, uh, Cause you're, and then it, you're the type of lunatic that paints 70 infantry at a time or whatever it is, right? So. 10, 20, 30, 40. Yeah, probably about 60 this time. Yeah. Oh, but there's two dreadnoughts in there, so it's like a reward. So. <laughs> it's like a reward. Yeah, uh, okay, it's like great. A reward. Uh, and what unit are you particularly working on at the moment for Raven Guard? I'd imagine it's something. Um, heinous uh no that's pretty tame actually i'm just working some apothecaries so always good that's yeah. what that's exactly what i'm painting right this yeah. second so i did a pretty I... shit job uh i heard kieran long friend of the show and mm. hobby boyfriend extraordinaire mm, he is talk, talk, talking about using blue tack uh when airbrushing or paint or you you Using an air spray of some form, mm. albeit rattle can or airbrush or whatever, to like block out uh, areas of the model. And I like thought, I, like I've been I, doing and telling you for to do for two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, just like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I tried it, and I was like, this takes fucking forever. Okay. Uh, so have have since done it. Did a pretty poor job on the masking. So now I'm having to touch up the black again, the oh. black armor. Yes. So I can then do the metallics. So actually, the pair of you can suck it because it wasn't very effective. Oh, right. So. We can both suck pipes. I see. Yes, yes, yes. But apart from that, the help was marvellous. Uh, yeah, yeah. Workshop's been plodding along. Sparky yeah, was that's... here today. Oh, tasty. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. What sort, yeah, of, what and... sort of um, stage are you at with the electrical install? Uh, it was just doing first fix today, so he's just yeah. running conduit and cables for lights and stuff. Um, yeah, I did also. Also, do I went to uh, Loudwater today to my old, my old stomping ground and went through all the machinery that my stepfather, very nice of him, bought for me. Mm -hmm. So uh, we dug out the table saw, the lathe, uh, the, the bench grinder. Oh god! Yeah, probably about six or seven tools that. Hopefully, if the, if the Sparky gets his fucking act together this week, I can probably get it all in late this week, and then I can start building stuff around it. So, I mean, I, all in all... I literally can't wait until I can come up there and just see all this and play mm, with it. I literally it's can't. It's going to be marvellous, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're going to have to have an induction, and you're yeah, going to have to like provide all your talk. <laughs> yeah, need to have a... Yeah. yeah like I said, yeah. I said no, but yeah. did a five-hour talk today on risk assessments, mate, so... Oh, mm, if you're perfect, if you're working perfect. at height or oh, confined spaces or anything like that, like I'm, I'm your man. Yes, yes, purple. Yeah, so it's been, uh, and the weather's been okay. It was really rainy on the weekend, but that was all right. Um, it's quite warm but yeah, now. it's kind of okay. It's quite warm now. Yeah, I went out. I went out in a hoodie today. I went yeah. to Waitrose in a hoodie, which was yeah, yeah. just a t-shirt and a hoodie for the fucking December eleventh. Ash, Ash. Yeah, all good. Yesterday, and I, I forgot that I was. In my like pajamas, and I oh just, really? Yeah, I just sort of slung some trousers on, went to the shops with Laura, and it wasn't until yeah. like, you know, la la la. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. until we were in the car on the way home that I realised I hadn't got any pants on. 
It's quite. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't matter. Oh, what, like panty pants or? Right. Like a thong, you know? Nice. Mm. Flying, flying commando. Sexy yeah. gal. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. Giles, what have you been up to? And is it sexier than that? Um, no, is the answer. Yes and no. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. Yes, is it sexier? Unlikely. Mm. Um, I don't actually remember what I was doing when we last conversed. I think I was probably okay. uh, probably glazing Cenobium swords. You weren't oh, glazing baby. Cenobium swords. And, yeah. and can we just stop all the podcast recording to just tell you, because we told you face-to-face that tooth and claw, but you were in such a shit mood when we told you that it, it was... A bit stressed. Yes, so it probably would have bounced off you, right? But the glazing on those swords, if you'd have told me Ollie had have done them or Rob had have done them, I'd have believed you. Yeah, that's very kind of you. Thank you. No, they are that good, Charles. They really are that good. Shit hot, brother. Absolutely shit hot. Thanks, boys. So, very kind of you. What have you done since Tooth and Claw? Um, I've actually finished said Cenobium. They just need. I'm going to add some little. Um, like grassy bristles to the base so I yeah, put yeah. wallpaper and brush so they're going to go on the base then they need some powders then they're actually done done um, the librarian in Cataphracty got the same treatment but he also requires a shoulder pad because oh. I rejigged the arms and I I don't know actually I don't know why he hasn't got a shoulder pad but anyway he's not got a shoulder pad so that needs to be Is done so I <clears throat> yeah I've got one I've got oh, one oh, I'm okay. building in my hands right now but it's oh. not the one the model came with oh. and I'm not I'm not really sure why but oh. anyway okay. I guess it, it counts as a conversion then but doesn't it boys yeah, oh, yeah. I'm so I'm, I'm so aggressive so creative um, yeah, add it onto the list another one in the words <laughs> of Ollie no. Exa- exactly that um, and what else have we done I've not touched the tax squads they were they really were pretty much done. Just need the same basing treatment as the Cenobium. The Inducti, I've, I've tidied them up. The Volkite chargers, chargers? Chargers, yes, mm-hmm. were like base coated but and acceptable to be on the table, but they weren't done done. Yeah. So okay. I've got a game where they're coming out as their first 1v1 game tomorrow evening. So like, right, got to finish them up. And is that, against, there, I, is that against Hobby Hero Freddy? It's it's not. That oh. game is to be booked in still. Um, but it's against oh. another good egg. It's Max from Le Club. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, to, going to his gaff tomorrow, actually, as he's on oh. childcare duties, but says, oh, the kid will be asleep at seven. Then we can just smash out 3K afterwards. So That's sounds like a little Christmassy treat. Um, yes. It's going over there. Quite nice, actually. Quite nice, actually. So, Mech and Dark Angels on the table. Um, oh, the Gruesome Twosome. Gruesome Twosome. I'm taking uh, seven troops' choices and what? two, one additional scoring unit. So, I'll have eight scoring units because the Mech is apprehensible and the Dark Angels I've only got troops choices so far and I want to run them so it's just what's going to happen it's just what's going to happen sounds fucking shit hot brother it sounds shit to be quite honest Will but it's going to be good fun Um, sounds shit hot mate (laughs) Max has been on the the, he doesn't have a good uh, grasp of list synergies shall we say um, as 
many of us do. So he's been on the receiving end of a few hidings recently. So I've I've put it down to a I'd say a five out of ten um, for tomorrow's game, which I'm looking forward to. It should be should oh, be good fun. Sounds great, yeah. Um, else have I done? I've printed off some snipers for some firewing recon boys, which I'm actually really excited for. Um, yeah. why, why are they firewing? Sure. Pretty sure it looked good. So, Firewing gain plus one to hit, sorry, plus one to wound on their rolls against units containing an independent character. Oh, and excellent for sniping then. Excellent for sniping. Wounding on threes? No, thank you. Um, wound on twos? Wound on twos? Yeah, that's what exactly. I'm saying. That's more good, yeah. So, and also, I guess the Firewings, you know, they're the sneaky boys, they're the. They're the. They're the um, I forgot my word I was going to say. What's the fast attacks choice with, that gets all the fancy ammunition? Seekers? Seekers. Seekers, that's the one. I feel like the se- it's a seekery, it's the seekery wing, and I feel like Nemesis Bolsters come into the same kind of category. Mm. Sneaky, yeah. snipey, precision-y. So, so it just it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to do them all black, I think. I've not decided. Oh, might wow. even bun off the transfers. Yeah. I don't know. But... I was thinking like extra stealthy, but it's undecided at the moment. I'll just start painting them, and see where I end up. I think um, that's always a good way. I like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll just see see where it takes me. Um, what else has happened? What else has happened? I've done a tiny bit to the two land raiders, but very little. I say actually one of the biggest things that happened. I only found the doors. I only probably found the doors. So oh you God, may recall that about ten to fifteen episodes ago. I lost all my Land Raider doors. No idea where they'd gone. Yesterday, tidying up under the bed, what do I find? Oh, I don't remember there being some sprues in this box. Oh, these are like vehicle sprues. They're new vehicle oh, sprues. Oh, my so God. Good. Doors. Doors. So, yeah, fucking. Yeah. Why they Sorry? Why were they in your bedroom? Well, so it's in the spare room is the hobby area, and underneath the spare bed. Oh, the spare those. bed. Uh, Under and uh, it's um one of the lifty uppy ones. So the yeah yeah. Our bed in the main room is a lifty uppy as well, but that's um that's just got clothes and Frank shit underneath it. I've only got my shit under the spare bed. Um and yeah, found it in a box. I would never have thought they would have could have been in because I didn't think I'd opened it for fucking ages. And there they were, and I was overjoyed. Yeah, sounds. Overjoyed. I like to think you ran down and went, Luther, Luther, look what I found. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like pushing Frank to one side as you ran down the stairs. Like, get out of the way. I'm going to show the dog. Oh, yeah. like, when, like when Charlie in the Chopter Factory, when he finds the ticket. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to paint some more. Yeah. Perfect. Just like that, baby. Yeah, I was pretty fucking buzzing about that. I won't lie. No, I can imagine. Yeah, I could tell him. I'm pretty the, buzzing for you. When you put it in the group chat, I thought I, I, I was like, Charles is weirdly very happy about this. And I, I was buzzing, absolutely buzzing. In fact, I should probably... Uh, no, they need airbrushing and not painting them now. I'll go to battle tomorrow with my Land Raider missing a door. It will be fine. Yeah. I was, I was it's the only same doors, when, mate. Don't worry about it. I was the same when um, one of Lloyd's friends was buying some um, Underworlds off me yesterday, like a warband and mm. turned up at the door with Lloyd and was like, oh, hey, man, can I grab that warband? I've got cash. And I was like, yeah, you can. I forgot all about this. And then opened the box where I thought the warband was and wasn't. 
And I was like, oh, here we go. And even you could tell in Lloyd's face, he was like, fucking here we go. And then, Prime Tom move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Lloyd was like, I'm going to look in the shed. And I was like, no, don't look in the shed. It's disgusting. And he was like, I'm looking in the shed. And went in there and literally picked up a box and was like, oh, this has got Underworld stuff in it. Oh, here it is. And I was like, thank fucking Christ. Well, here yeah. is the Lord. Yeah, that could have gone terribly. Good. So what else have you been doing, Giles, or is... Um, uh, have I done anything else? Um, um, yeah, I think I think that's it. To be honest, I think that's it. That yeah. a remarkable- sending a lot of emails as well. I think, haven't you? We're sending a lot of emails to certain places. Yes. Why? I don't understand. Mm, yes. Yes. I've done a lot. Oh, of- you mean he means FAQs? Yeah. Oh, yes. I've been sending bucket loads of emails because mm. we don't. Yeah. No, you got to get got to get that data straight to the source. And it's good, because mm. then we got an FAQ as a result of it, which I think everyone would agree is, a, is only a, a positive. Everyone? Yes. Powerful choice there, Tom. Should we talk about what I've been up to? Yeah, Let's Tom, tell us all. Before, before Will just stabs us through the broadband mm. connection. <coughs> you'll, you'll be yeah. pulling us apart the next time we meet up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, it's because you two are going to have full reign to just laugh at me in my face so I need to get every opportunity I can I'm before I'm not going to laugh at you like, I'm not going to laugh yeah. at you yeah yeah I might should. tell you to grow the Most fuck up yeah, but yeah, I might laugh I might do yeah. that I'm not going to I'm not going to laugh I, I'd laugh at Jack. oh I love a good grow up uh, yeah oh yeah Jack definitely deserves a laugh at now, yeah, I'd laugh, he? yeah I'd laugh at yeah. Jack yeah. I'd laugh at the person that um, we're going to sort of call out in the tooth and claw at the end you know I laugh at that guy um, oh, are we calling out Jack? Perfect. No, yeah, but no. I don't know who oh, this is. This is, an, this is an exciting leader. Yeah, you do. Anyway, yeah, anyway. so much shape in front. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. What have I done? So I tried to do oh, quite a us. lot yeah. for Tooth and Claw so that we could play games. Um, yes. So I was pretty um, industrious on the on the run up. Um, I got the. Um, Lamb Raiders built, but didn't manage to get them painted. But I did manage to get um, the Derradeo finished. Um, and I've managed to get the um, support squads all done, uh, you know, and based as much as I can. The um, librarian and stuff. So that's all pretty good. That was all sort of four tooth and claw, which is good. And then I got yeah, the same battle mm-hmm, a couple of mm-hmm. times. Um, and then since tooth and claw, I've started working on the command squad that we'll talk about a bit later on from Pete King. Um, yeah, baby. Oh, I was supposed to be just talk about it now, right? Don't need to wait for Tooth and Claw. Um, basically, Pete King, Peking Duck, um, <laughs> made me um, a command squad um, converted thing, which is just so mind-meltingly awesome. I have put it on my Instagram. If you put, may have seen it, but um, essentially, with the brief being, I wanted it to look like a what would you say, third edition? Is it third edition? Command squad. I think so, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Just after Road Trader, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, basically where you have like you know, it was the old metal command squad where you had the the guy, a champion, I a standard stole bearer. The models from that quite recently actually yeah. on eBay. So, so <clears> sorry, please continue. Thing, like, you know, like a tech marine and an apothecary, that sort of that sort of vibe, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, I said to to you know, I was never going to use these. Um, as what they are in game, I would just say they're all command squads with power axes to just, or whatever, just to keep it simple for my opponents, you know? 
yeah, and, um, it's, yeah, it's a good way to have it as well. Then for for yourself, you understand what it all is. It's yeah, nice it's, simple. Just, so just, your opponent, yeah, yeah. They're, they're a fancy, they're a fancy conversion. Hopefully, fancy painted. Hopefully, I do them justice. Um, but they they will just represent something oh, simple so that everyone can just you know so there's no confusion. Oh, I thought you had feel no pain, or I thought Battlesmith or whatever. No, 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 no. no. So Surprise, cock for Agadu. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so just that sort of thing. Um, and Pete brought them to Tooth and Claw, um, finished, and we had seen a little video of them beforehand, or a few pictures of them, and they are extraordinarily good. I, I couldn't be happier with them. Um, yeah, they're much better in the flesh, which is the amazing thing about it. Yeah, yeah. I've got them out a couple of times. I even took them um, to the club to show a few people at the club um, yeah. when I came back, because we were playing Heresy as well. So um took them to the club which was which was just awesome I was very happy with them so um they've started getting some paint on them but i'm not going to show whips of them until just like they're done just because i think you know they deserve oh it. that's hot that's hot i like that yeah yeah um i've started working what? on zephon um because there was an faq um so oh, yeah of course yeah which just makes him just so automatically insanely good for blood angels um Pretty fucking crazy. Pretty, yeah. pretty crazy. And I've started working on my jump pack apothecaries. Um, I've got three, three jump pack, apo- no, four, four jump pack apothecaries. Wow. Um, wow. With, wow. Four. That's hot. Yeah. With printed parts. So I've got four apothecaries. That's insane, Jeremy. <laughs> but I can't, yeah, I won't use them as four because that's just a really aggravating amount of apothecaries to have in a force org i think i think that's a reason to do it um yeah, yeah. 100%. but um definitely want two for the two 15 man jump pack squads and then need one very sensible for the dawn breakers sensible um, and then i think the fo- the third one was just in case i ever run more assault squads basically yeah of course yeah, yeah. Uh, or we get an faq about command squads and apothecaries correct right correct that's that was probably more my thinking if i'm honest yeah. um yeah. so so that's that's been working on them working on them right now and then um today because i had um we came home did a big tidy up and because i had like an hour or so to my own i thought i'll do some airbrushing where i'm not going to annoy anyone with the loud sound of the compressor so I just boshed out the airbrushing on, on my Leviathan. Um, oh, yeah. I'd already done a chunk of it because I wanted to airbrush the gold trim around the, the fancy torso of the Leviathan. Um, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. And then mask that to then airbrush oh, the red. Yeah, yeah. Which I have now done and oh. I'm very happy with. So the, the red is all airbrushed. Um, and I'm just, and obviously a lot of, some of the gold is airbrushed as well, inherently. So, um, I'm just going around base coating metallics on it while we talk today. Oh, but, mama. But yeah. progress is slow because talking is better. It takes up a little bit of effort, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Effort that I don't want to spend because I, I would rather talk about the event that we ran. Um, yes. so that sort of rounds me out for what we've been up to. Hopefully by... Next week, I'm hoping to have the Apothecaries, Zephon, and the Dreadnought done, or done oh. enough so that next weekend when the Assault Squads come out, and obviously I've asked for them for Christmas, so hopefully the Assault Squads can start getting piled in because I'm going to need them for January 28th for Happy, the event down yeah. in wherever it is, 
South Sea, Portsmouth. Eastbourne. South Coast. Oh, January 28th, sorry. January 28th, yeah. December 28th, I don't need them. December 28th, I'll use what I've got. Um, The little, um, like, casual gaming day in Eastbourne. Yeah, I'll just use what I've got. But for January 28th, um, the event, the one day are in wherever it is, Portsmouth. Um, I'll I'll need them for then, you know, finished, all done. Um, So... In terms of releases, we won't do a big FAQ thing. Um, if you do want to l- check out um, a decent deep dive into the FAQ, please check out our friends of the show, um, Heresy Hammer, their YouTube show about the FAQ. I've right, listened to... lengthy dive. Yeah, I, li- I, I listened to it the other day. I, I've got to say, I think it was one of their best episodes so far because <laughs> I really think all three boys were really firing on all cylinders. I really, And it felt like, obviously, I know them in real life, but it felt like I was in the room with them. Um, having a laugh it was very very good um, so check them out check their patreon out because i think some more of the faq chat is in their patreon as it should be so check that out as well um and then, yeah. in terms of releases we have had christ we we have had alpha legion saboteur very tasty thousands go on Sorry, go I was, just, I was no, I'll say this at the end because it applies to more than one. Please continue, Tom. Sorry for interrupting. Thousand Sons. A thousand sons. Uh, a, a thousand sons. A thousand sons. A thousand sons. The thousand sons marched up the hill to Anchorage, where Armin would be there. He would cast a spell, and for the thousand sons, this would be a good thing. And then they got the new librarian. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Thousand Sons got a guy as well. Um, I don't know whether that... I can't remember whether that's like a console or whether it's just a Thousand Sons Praetor. Just a Thousand Sons Librarian. Librarian, there we go. Yeah, what about it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as he should be, I suppose. Um, yeah. So the Thousand Sons guy is out next week or goes up for pre-order next week. The Saboteur Indeed, is the week after. Um, but we've we've already been given... The, like the the go ahead that that's the release schedule. Um, obviously, oh, the, the swift as yeah. the swift as the wind. White scars, nowhere to be seen. What um, white scars? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> not sure what not sure what's going on there, but um, I'm sure we'll see them probably, at some point. That was probably my favourite one, but hey ho. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it will be out soon, right? It's just um, maybe yeah, maybe they're going probably... to actually sculpt a scar on his face. Like all the books. Yeah, it's probably just into backwater system fighting orcs. It's what the white scars usually do. Yeah. So, mm. Or they were Alpha Legion all along. Um, da, da, da. Is it really Alpha Legion? Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah. I feel like there was more. I feel like there was other things that came out. What, what else has come out, boys? Assault transfer squad. sheet. No, the transfer sheet got removed. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Did you I didn't know that. that? No. I'm speechless. What the fuck? I think... Oh, now I'm doubting myself. But I think on that pre-order where it was like, you can get the assaults... What was it? The assault squads and something else? Whatever it was. Whatever it was when it was like, you can get these things and this Bonza transfer sheet. Yeah, because that's what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Yeah, I think the transfer sheet got removed. Fucking, this is fucking no. horse shit. But I might be wrong. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to hope you're wrong. No offence. I, I hope you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. I hate being wrong, but in this instance, I hope you are. So. Yeah, well, let's hope I am as well. I mean, I'm not that bothered. It will come eventually, right? Um, the dragons are coming, Tom. They're coming. Oh, right. um, I can't think of anything else that came out apart from the FAQ. Um, there might have been an exemplary battle that had no unit in there. Oh, yeah, we got um, mechanic and militia, we didn't we? Mechanic and militia stuff, yeah, which, uh, again, not going to deep dive. I don't think anyone else is really deep diving it. I, think the I need idea... to read the, what it even is. So, well, yeah. I think the idea is that you can take... I think the idea is you can take Skatari as troops, but they're not Skatari. Oh. They're like m- mech oh. militia, right? And you can okay, take Triaros cool. as tr- transports for them. Oh, okay, that's quite cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you still have the malicious, terrible rules of like whole points will just wreck you and oh, and running away and running all that away whole shit. and just terrible rules, right? Mm. So, um, sounds good is trash, um, which is a real shame. Apparently, um, there have been some big rumblings that Legion Imperialis artwork people are seriously thinking that the tanks in there are twenty-eight mil, so like new new um, Lehman Russ variants oh that's tasty in the artwork uh, you know are not the little 8 mil tanks but in the artwork are maybe some new 28 mil solar auxilia tanks yeah that does get me a bit turgid I am well hard for mm. a little solar allied detachment at the moment mm-hmm. so yeah that I mean that would be Ma- hot yeah mainly because How it has many allied attachments so, don't start Charles Right, um, so I think that is everything that's come out. So shall we have a little break and then come back and discuss Tooth and Claw? Does that sound good to everyone? Sounds tickety-boo. Do it. Right. Let's, let's do it. I've just remembered I've got to click a button for that to happen. Hi everyone, thanks for listening to the Merchant Princelings podcast. We'd just like to take this opportunity in the break of the episode to remind all of our wonderful listeners that we have an affiliate link with the wonderful Element Games. This is an affiliate link where you can click onto it, go onto the Element website, purchase your normal hobby supplies, models, paints, glues, cult of paint, airbrushes, primers, oil brushes, Tamiya paints, bolt action models, trading card games, Board games, whatever it is that you're looking everything. for. Everything. Literally everything. Air, air, airbrush nozzles, airbrush cleaner, airbrush thinner. Oh, yeah. Games Workshop. All of the above. White Dwarf. Whatever yeah. it is that you buy, yeah. you can normally find it on there. It's probably one of the better discount sites. It's probably the one that's got the best chance of getting stock of things that are limited edition, like you know the, the new Battle Group set or things like 40K Lion or whatever it is you're looking for. The Christmas box sets, you're most likely to find them on Element Games. If you want to find our affiliate link... If you head over to the Merchant Princelings Instagram page, you will be able to find a little link tree um, link there. I hate saying link too many times. That's why this thing is always the worst to talk about. Click into that and you'll see all of the little links that will take you to our various places, including our Discord and to Element. And then you just fulfill your order through there. And that gives us a little kickback, a little incentive to keep us talking about them. But that just pays for the audio equipment, ticket costs and things like that which help us create the best podcast we can for you guys help us keep that audio quality as crap as you're used to over the last 60 odd episodes and more hopefully hopefully we'll be playing this advert longer and longer and longer 
Um, yeah, boys, anything else to add to the wonderful listeners before we finish this? What was supposed to be 30 seconds and is now two minute advert. I can do it right now. Go. Oh, oh is that it? Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. So we're now going to talk to you about Tooth and Claw, which was an event we ran uh, two weekends ago. Was it two weekends ago? Was it, it, was. it was. It was. It was. Yeah, it was. Not last weekend, the week mm. before, yeah. Um, at, up at Northampton in the classic heresy stronghold that is uh, Greetings from the Warp at the Huxley Science Academy in Northampton. Well, I like that you called it a stronghold. That's hot. Yes, yeah. yeah, it's definitely a stronghold, yeah. Um, yeah 100%. So we've probably banged on about this quite a lot in previous episodes, and I would imagine that a lot of people listening... Um, know about it because they're in the discord and on facebook groups but just to give you a summary it was a narrative doubles event of 3500 points that was right yeah 1750 no, 1500 each yeah um, good job wait was it no it was wasn't it yeah oh, i don't fucking yeah. know it's 1500 each um it was some points of a random level deal with it yeah, 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 yeah. doubles event where we had put in some restrictions but not mega um the real main crux of the pack was your narrative um creation character your builder bear man character progression builder baby bear. character yeah. progression and obviously this was presented by greetings for the warp cult of the paint were also present doing courses henry and andy were there on the saturday doing their brush painting course um making this, things happen yeah this has been in the pipeline for good year maybe more with andy. Like, yeah. discussing it for yeah a long time yeah um so it was a real joy to finally get it out there we i think in the end we had both halls um normally one of the halls is taken up by like the titanonans club or titanicus or a different game or whatever but this time it was both of the um halls were for us we had 20 something tables made out in the end but i think we had 120 people had paid to come to the event um, there were a few dropouts on the run-up, a few dropouts over the weekend, and I think that averaged out to about 100-odd on the day, 110-something on the day, with a few people who dropped out over the weekend of the narrative event, which was an insane amount of people to have doing that. It's pretty crazy yeah. for the first event I've ever run, and it was slightly terrifying. Yes. So what we'll do, is the way we'll sort of format this, is we'll talk a little bit about um, the run-up, a little bit about the weekend, a little bit about each mission. Obviously, we didn't play. Well, you know, we'll play in game four as a ringer, but realistically, we didn't play. So we'll just give our feedback and impressions over the... Fe- uh, sorry, we'll give our review of the feedback we got. And then at That's the end, idea, yeah. we'll run through and critique it the way that we would critique any of our events, right? It's only fair that as you know, people who release a podcast based on slagging other people off on their events or praising them if they've done really well, I think we should do the same. So I think we should be open and honest about what went wrong, open and honest about what we'd improve, and then pat ourselves on the back for the things that went right. Does that sound fair? Gucci, baby. Fuck it. So on the (laughs) run-up to the event, we had a couple of um, administrative issues First of which yeah. being the um, 
missions themselves, getting them formatted, put into a decent sort of readable style. But when we were designing the missions, which we designed on purpose to be progressive scoring, because we feel that that has a place in Heresy. Um, That's how we absolutely. like to play. So we yeah. thought that would be the best way to play. Correct. Yeah. You only you can only write missions that you think you'd enjoy. Right, because that's exactly. that's the that's exactly. the start of it. Um, so we decided to change up the secondary missions. Um, so Will, why don't you run us through what we did to the secondary missions for the doubles? Yeah. So classically, at any other event, missions will have secondaries based on the mission, and it will be usually one or two fixed. But when we were together as a, as a three plus one, because um, old Scrunter Louder himself was with us, um, who actually had some who had some good experience running events in the past, and he it's was really like play, test, play, test, play testing for Forge World and all that horseshit as well. So he was really useful to have. But it meant we wanted to do something different for secondaries rather than just a run of the mill. Slay the Warlord for this mission, attrition for that mission, yada yada yada. So what we did differently was we actually had six secondaries, um, pretty much. I think they were all just the usual ones, so like Attrition, Last Man Standing, uh, the Chthonia, First Strike, where you kill HQs and Elites in the first turn, Slay the Warlord, and I think we had Line Breaker as well, because we, we, we quite like Line Breaker, because it, it makes the game quite dynamic when you have to leave your deployment to go and yeah. score points. Yeah, and then we had six as a... You could pick... And what the whole plan was, was before each game, each player would roll for their secondary. And because there were two people, the team would, would essentially roll for like two secondaries. And that meant it was never the same. It was always different. And it had that nice bit of variability. And from what I heard, I think it worked quite well. Um, as we said, uh, like a couple of minutes ago, we personally really like this. Um, so we wanted others to experience what we enjoyed. And I think all in all, I didn't hear anything bad about it. Um, no, no, no one no one mentioned that to me yeah. at least. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, one, and, no one gave me any feedback that they thought there was anything other than a, a good idea. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen it done like ever, which is the cool thing about it as well. So um, it was good. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. It really and, like, reminds me of like it, old tactical uh, uh, maelstrom sort of things, right? It, it's like a really small nod to cards. Right, rather than draw yeah. a card and you've got to achieve it this turn, it's just roll a dice, that's what your objective is this mission, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's something that I really enjoy as well. I like not knowing what I'm doing until I get to the table. Correct. But I don't really like reading missions before I play them or knowing who I'm going to play, so on and so forth. I get a good kick out of rocking up and being like, hello, my name is William, how would uh, blah, 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 measure up my ass, blah, 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 blah. What are we actually doing today? I think it's really, really fun. Uh, and this is, yeah, and this is another step in that way of making it so you engage with your opponent slash opponents as well as as well as your teammate, and it just adds like even more variability to a game that has already quite a lot. Yeah, good. I, I thought it was. I thought it was. Um, it was nice. I I I got some feedback from saying people, you know, oh, I wish it was all like this, and then I got some people saying it was really good to have this for this event. You know, yeah. the, the the sort of the understanding being, I wouldn't want to play this all the time, but it's fun that it's here at this event. And yeah, that's I good. think it's funny that's though because yeah, yeah, agreed. Like looking back on it, secondaries generally don't mean anything, but I think because they were random like this, and because the nature of the missions as well, I thought they actually had quite an impact. Well, they um, they made an impact into how you chose to play, because I think exactly. you would have to be you know at a narrative event, and we will talk about this later on, but. At a narrative event, if someone says you're going to get a point for going over there, 
and doing this. The point may be irrelevant in the terms of scoring. You might have already lost, you might have already won. But there's a pride element to being like, no, no, I'm going to score mine. You know, yeah. you might not score yours, but I'm going to go and score mine. And then that makes yeah. the game a bit more engaging, you know? Yeah, yeah. Certainly in mine and Harry's game where we had to ring for the last one. Mm. On the last on the last two turns of the game, I'm like, Harry, hold fire. And he's like, I'm going to get my secondary will. You can fuck off. Like, And he's just like, he's just racing across the board. Which is... Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, fucking exactly what we wanted. It's like fuck you. Like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you your secondary. I'm going to get mine. Like, which is great. Yeah. We, so, um, in terms of player feed, uh, sorry, player questions, I only had two or three regarding this. Okay, um, that's good. Yeah. I yeah. Did, you know, I think it was one of the f- one of the things that we explained the best in the pack. Um, so I didn't have many people come up being like, oh, if I've got this and this is this, you know, there was there was none of that really. So that's a positive. Um, so we built that into all of the missions, um, these random second random secondaries. Um, part of the pre-game setup was to also make sure that your character, um, your progression character, was clearly stated to your opponent. Um, we asked, we gave everyone a piece of paper that had the character progression ch- chart on it. Um, it was fairly simple. If you look at book four, like black book four, conquest, character progression, it's like roll on a table to see which table you roll on. And then of that table, pick like two and then pick the best one or whatever. And it, it's all, it's nice. It's really deep. It's a bit necromundary, but it is a bit fucking much. And so a lot of them are useless. So we decided to roll D10s and yeah. which meant that Will had to go out and get D10s for every single player on the, or near enough every player at the event. And Will wore a fuckload of D10s. Yeah. And we asked all the players to roll before the event started and then at the end of every game and then roll again at the end of game four, even though the event was over because the character progression, if we if we do one again with greetings or whether we do one on our own, those characters, if you've attended one of our events before, might be able to come forward in some capacity, right? Yeah, we exactly. don't know what that will be yeah. yet, but that was the... That was the idea behind it. So, Jars, why don't you take us through a little bit about what the character progression looked like? Absolutely. So, uh, as Tom mentioned, there was a D10. On top of that, you had modifiers. So, you would get uh, plus one to your roll for slaying uh, an independent character in a challenge. Um, or the other ones. You got plus one for winning your game. And there was a third plus one, which has slipped my mind. Um, on said progression table there were there was good stuff at the top uh so that was 11 12 and 13 some whether like some hot bits but as well as that number one was eternal warrior which i think is the best one you can get the idea being there that if you got smashed in a game and then rolled shit as well it didn't mean you're excluded from all the fun stuff um we felt that was important to make sure that those players who weren't winning games could still actively take part in the character progression. And in some cases, it might even be a little a little advantage. Mm, um, exactly. There we go. We also had an injury table. So if your character got yammed during a game, you'd roll on the injury table. Some of those were good. Some of those, so some were buffs, some were little nerfs. Um, and if you rolled a six, you got to roll again on the character progression because, you know, you were learning from your wounds. Um, there we go. So the thinking was that you don't we didn't want it to just be a smash dicks in and then, oh, look, 
because I'm really fucking good, I've got some good stuff and I'm going to get even better and go and whack someone else. Mm. Um, we wanted to make sure that kind of players at, at both ends of, of that that spectrum almost were um, able to take part and, and enjoy and, and get something out of it. Uh, mm. We also wanted to go over D10 as opposed to do 2D6s because 2D6, obviously, you're more likely to end up around the 7 mark or a D10 more evenly spreads the chance of getting different right. things right. and then obviously we had rules as well for duplicates like you can move down on the list um if you're all, and we're trying to take into account where if you've already got one rule what happens if you roll that up again um and in most cases that was like if you've already got rage you'd get an extra one on your rage that sort of thing and it, but it wasn't just characteristic effects we also had special rules so one made one of your weapons brutal uh, another one gave you scout and pathfinder which i personally think was one of the one of the best ones actually because it yeah. confer, com, confers to dedicated transport and all, all that kind of thing um so yeah i think one bit of, of one bit of feedback we had was that if you had a shooty character progression character, they were probably slightly less able to make the most of it, um, which I think is a fair point. Perhaps something to bear in mind next time, but at the mm. same time, consoles are still consoles, and if they've got some kind of power weapon, we'll still be able to go and smoke something. So, um, yeah, yeah, we had I, some of my favourite results were people that had armor bane bolters. Or yeah, armor bay murder strike bolt guns. Yeah, murder strike bolt guns seem to happen quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I personally thought that was fucking hilarious uh, and loved it when people came off and mentioned mentioned that. Um, and it was kind of watching people's faces cogitate when they thought, "Hmm, I don't need that on my on my thunder hammer. It's kind of pointless." And then go, oh, "I've got a bolt gun pistol or something like that," and then bosh, uh, bosh something crazy on there. So I heard a rumor that uh, an armor bay bolt gun or bolt pistol did actually do a whole point to a land raider which made me very happy oh it's the dream yeah yeah so like yeah that's a, a kind of Brian style exactly that so that's kind of a quick summary of the uh, the character progression system how it works etc good so that um was a big part of this event was us introducing well not introducing character progression but to do character progression, it's a, again, same as Will said about the secondaries, it's a part of the game that we really enjoy, is doing character progression. You don't get to do it that often, and more often than not, after you've done it, your character, you know, you never see him again, and blah, blah, blah. So it's it's good when there's, we, we try to have this hook that we may well be able to bring it back in the future, in future events and stuff, so. I think we'd have to do some screening to make sure nothing's too crazy. But well, yes, I, I was having a, a, we'll talk about this at the end of the episode because I have had some um, some conversations with people who were very keen to bring their characters back. Um, oh, and, cool. and, you know, we, we've sort of thrown around some ideas of to, to how to make that happen, but that would be a conversation for closer to the time, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. So the way the weekend went, was Andy had solved most of the problems before we even encountered them. So this is our big time to shout out just how wonderful the greetings for the Warp team are. Um, that includes Andy, that includes Chris in the kitchen, um, that includes all of um, sort of the administrative helpers that were around. It also includes Andy's husband who was there helping run the tuck shop and stuff um, yesterday, oh sorry, on the day. Um, yeah, they, they, you know, they really did the, the Lord's work. No other way around it. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. And it was awesome to have that support and help. Um, Very grateful. In setting the tables up. Um, yeah, I mean, we just rocked up and the and the tables were done. And I know how long that, that takes. So we had to just walk into a room and go, okay, I just need to put down the print off of mission one on each table. And they're ready to go. Yeah. So oh, that, was, that is kind of all we had to do. We had to, to do mission one and uh, the mission primer which we gave everyone, which would just sort of explained how we roll strategic advantage, same as Chthonia, and how we were running the secondary missions, plus your character progression sheet. So there was quite a lot of paperwork for people to keep track of. Um, but, but we did, we, uh, we printed everything off. So we went on the basis that it's, it's kind of, it's there and, and really easily accessible. Yep. Every table had at least one copy of kind of all the, all the bits they would absolutely need um and obviously we were on hand of spares as well just in case yeah i don't think anyone i I didn't hear of anyone really complaining about that about the um the the amount of paper um i had a few and looking back on it it would have been nice to do a pack with all the missions in but i was echoing what i said previously before i kind of don't want to know what i could be playing going forward i like the idea of keeping it a mystery especially in like a narrative event where the story is progressing as you go so if you've got all four missions there and you can just read all four from the outset to me yeah. it takes a bit away so yeah. i like that i'm it not was, about i'm not about that life yeah yeah mission free here's your mission deal with it do you know yeah. what i mean so uh, yeah I'm, i i think that if 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 there was to be any feedback regarding that sorry any any action plan going forward regarding that i think it would be that we as a three and maybe with our administrative helpers need to get need needed to make a tidier job of the paperwork then yeah. you know make yeah, sure yeah, we yeah. go and collect everyone's mission up make sure we go and put the new one down properly so that people haven't got 18 bits of paper on the table at any given time you know i think yeah. that's the, yeah. f- the fairer better way yeah that's fair fair point um so all we had to do was sort your mission sorry sort the matchups out so we had two ways of doing this these matchups which we can now talk about um post event the first way yeah. was a, the tried and tested method of putting a big grid out which will got printed out with the tables numbered 1 to 26 or whatever and then they said okay we don't need tables 26 or 22 to 26 so ignore those and put one character from your team down and then another team will put one of their characters down on that table and you'll go and play a game um yeah yeah, it's an elegant solution but it it went totally wrong we we (laughs) fucked it up i think looking at it no yeah no, 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 no. I think players have to take their responsibilities for this as well. Um, I was I was on it and um, trying to make sure that people were where they wanted to be. I definitely uh-huh. made mistakes because I let people put um, like characters down that they shouldn't have. For an example, Matt Fuller put down a World Eater when his partner is an Iron Hand. And mm. he put the World Eater down and I let a White Scar challenge him. And he said, no, it's a Loyalist World Eater. And I said, well, why didn't you put the fucking iron hand down? And he was like, oh, sorry, I didn't think. And that's fine. Matt, it doesn't, shouldn't have to think. It should be me. But I don't know everyone's army off the top of my head. So then the white scar player had to go somewhere else. And then Matt had to go somewhere else. There were players who would come and look at the table, see they've got a matchup, take their models away. And then another table would, another two people would turn up and put their models on that table space. 
not knowing that it had already been taken oh, or someone okay. would turn up put their model down so we had someone put like a, an iron warrior down someone put an imperial fist down so i'm going to challenge that iron warrior then he just took his imperial fist away because he thought the matchup was done and then some other scrub turns up puts his loyalist down against the iron hand against the iron warrior and says i'm challenging that guy and i'm like yeah man full send because i'm like 80 people trying to talk to me so that went that was probably the worst moment of the weekend um i don't think we affected more than eight people in the end people kind of got on with it very quickly um and the people that we did inconvenience to we had to go and you know gracefully apologize and make sure they were okay and all of them said look we've been inconvenienced for less than two minutes it's absolutely fine don't worry about it but as event organizers when the first thing you do messes up you're like fucking hell I think looking back at it, I think there was a number of, of contributing factors. So the first one was that signing everybody in was a semi-slow process. It only took five, ten minutes longer than we said it would in the pack. But beca- but that was because we had to pretty much talk everybody through the character progression on arrival. Yeah, yeah. And I think perhaps next time we need to get the character progression stuff, it, were, it would have needed to have gone out earlier so some people could absorb it and then it speeds that process up and then once you've got everyone through registration then you can say loyalists stick your things down okay and then traitors everyone sticks their their model down in one go and then they they scurry off so i think that will probably be the easiest way to resolve it but that was like i say affected by um by a a lengthy signing process yeah it was there was make sure um, everyone knew what's going on there was a desire because of um, how many people were there at any one time to get the games going fairly quickly because we knew that we were only going to have two games. So when you only have two games and you've got lunch in the middle, people rightfully want to get going. People don't want to be sat around doing admin for five years. So we, we had that balance of like, okay, well, we're not in any rush. You know, Andy was like, you're in no rush. Don't worry about it. You're not running late or anything. But we sort of felt like we'd spent too long on other processes where we felt like this one needed to increase. So, but, you know, that is just <coughs> learning. You know, it's just yeah, absolutely it's just, just learning. So mission one, um, guys, we'll just briefly run you through it. For anyone who wants these missions, and there, are, there have been quite a few people who have messaged me for them. Um, oh, maybe, cool. maybe we'll make them available on our Discord on the um, resources tab. Yeah, uh, yeah like I think we can. Yeah, we can just put files in there, can't we? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think we'll just do that. Um, essentially, mission one, um, we had the big narrative brief for, um, mm-hmm. which I really enjoyed doing. Yeah, you did a great job as well, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, really enjoyed th- doing those narrative briefs. Felt like, um, you know, we could be loud and just sort of um, shout at people and get people's attention and stuff. So, um, really slag enjoyed... off bear up. Slag Perfect. off bear up. Slag off, yeah. Um, Chudley, just you know, sort of anyone. Um, just shots being popped off left, right, and centre, but yeah. done so with a great deal of love and affection. I, I didn't make a pop at anyone that I didn't love. Um, it, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, mission one was um, two objectives on the centre line. Go and hold them, essentially. But you needed a player. For, you needed both players to hold them. Yeah. So you couldn't hold yeah. one by yourself. You couldn't hold both by yourself. You needed player A and player B, like a co-op mission in a computer game, to hold those points. You needed to play as a team. Correct. Now, this mission caused me no stress. 
I don't know how nice you guys felt. Nice and simple. I don't know how you guys felt. No. But no, in, nothing in, from, from in my, my end. In my experience, players just got on with it. I got, I got a couple of people ask me questions about the secondaries, as I said. Yeah. About the actual mission, nothing. Absolutely fine, baby. Yeah. Yeah, you guys were the same? Indeedy. So, as I said, we'll put that mission in the mission tab. There's no point sort of going through it loads now. Um, all we can sort of say is that um, everyone seemed to enjoy this mission as when I spoke to them, and they enjoyed yeah, yeah, the yeah. co-op element to it. Um, but when think, we played this, we enjoyed this. We were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, cool. we enjoyed this mission, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And that's always a good sign, really, I suppose. So, um, so that was that was easy. That that mission one, easy to easy to run. Everyone sort of got on with it, um, which led us straight into to lunch, which was the burgers with the honey wrapped, yes. the honey bacon wrapped wings. Oh, oh they, my god, they were delicious. They were. Oh lord, they were they were just next level. As is as was all of the food this weekend um, at greetings. It was just for yeah, Christian unbelievable job yeah we have in the past said on the podcast that the, the food sometimes is because you know and, and actually we can only rate the food because we were the first people served i don't know what the food was like if you were the last person served um, interesting fair point yeah but yeah. in you know i, had, in, in the I past, only heard good things yeah me too but in the past we have been the last people served and you know we've all gone oh my god i wish i hadn't paid five quid oh, for the, the dregs of the wings yeah but this one seemed to be really good as far as i could see yeah. everyone yeah. seemed to enjoy it so lunch went fairly smoothly then we started moving into the first of our second set of matchups which were swiss essentially swiss pairings mm. so we took into consideration any grudges that people wanted um again a problem that i found and that we all found is that person who we don't know and maybe only vaguely know which army they play comes over to you and says, I'm playing Sam in game two. And you're like, I don't know who you are, let alone who fucking Sam is. Yeah. You know? But also, Sam didn't buy the ticket. Steve did. Yeah, you know what I mean? exactly so, that, right? So yeah, therefore, one, because the, the information we had was whoever bought the ticket. So that's, that's why that led to some confusion. Yeah. A little bit of difficulty. Yeah, it, it did lead to a few sort of problems and we had to sort of, you know, be like, oh, well, we didn't know that that was who you meant or whatever, which was a bit of a pain in the ass. But again, no one seemed that bothered. Everyone's just like, yeah, I'll just play them next game or whatever. It wasn't an issue. Um, but, uh, you know, we've already discussed amongst ourselves that next time we would need player, like team numbers. And you can only challenge yeah. someone if you know that other player's team number. So yeah. we can just say, yeah, boy, uh, you know, players, you know, team two want to challenge team 25. Or whatever. Perfect. Off yeah. you go. Easy. So mission two um, was another, probably my favourite mission. Um, oh, interesting. Me yeah. personally, which was the three um, objectives on the centre line, which push back and forth as you control them. Yeah. And what I really enjoyed about this particular mission, boys, is that when we were doing the brief people were already shout, you know not shouting out but calling out their questions as they had them so that we could have a group discussion and i don't remember 
even though I had to tell everyone off and have, say, one conversation, I don't remember a briefing in a heresy event like that before. Maybe I've just got selective memory. But it felt nice to have everyone go, what in this case, what in this case? And we could stand there and explain to the 112 people or whoever, however many it was, what we meant. And yeah, that was, I mean, so that was you during to... some briefings, yeah, you'll get, get some occasional questions, but it was it was really helpful to be able to go through with everyone in one group and clarify everything, set them off. Yeah, it worked. That that worked quite well, actually. Yeah. Um, so I, en- I enjoyed that. So um, mission two was a mission where I probably got, the apart from, no, well, the second mission, um, second most mission I got the most questions of. That was awfully phrased. Mission four, I got the most <laughs> questions raised. Yeah, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, mission four was the one that raised the biggest questions. But mission two raised the next largest amount of questions, I think. But it was the mission that people came back and told me they enjoyed the most. Good to hear. Um, yeah. what, what was the feedback that you guys got on mission two? Yeah, it was pretty positive by accounts. I think it was... Once they understood it, like having the group briefing, as you said, was really good because people got to ask the questions there and then. And that way as well, they could just ask their opponent, oh, so what do you think about this? Oh, uh, uh, and, it, and I think it just worked really well. Yeah, it was... Uh... Yeah, because, I mean, we know as players, and I've done it thousands of times, genuinely, where I don't understand the mission. And I've just said to the my opponent, no, I don't really understand what they mean here. What do you want to do? And they've gone, oh, no, I just think it means this. And I've gone, yeah, fine. Sweet, lovely. You've made a decision. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Sh- sh- we agree to play it like that. We'll yeah, play it yeah, like that. Yeah. So as, if, as long as everyone's playing the same thing, it's a lot less of an issue. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, that must have happened a few times with this mission. You know, I got a few questions. Oh, what do you mean by this? What do you mean by that? But you also got because of that, we also had the sort of the bantery questions. You know, so um, the guys who and their names have just escaped me, but they've just put on Instagram and the vigilator deployed up on a satellite dish. Um, those guys, oh, yeah. th- those guys were, you know, when I was walking past, they were like, "Oh, so when this objective bounces, it go, we scatter it two d six, right?" And just before I lost my mind at them, they just started laughing, and I was like, "Oh, you understand the mission enough to laugh about it, you know?" And you, f- and that's great. Everyone's in a good mood enough to laugh about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I, I just was super, so, so, super happy with that. That people were just in that sort of frame of mind while they were playing. No one was like you know well there was one but apart from that no one was really super sweaty and everyone was just like okay cool how do we how do we play this game you know and how do we enjoy it i mean it was pretty fucking simple so if you didn't get it grow up well yeah yeah so that was that was day one we played a mission we played a game in game one Uh, in day one so we the three of us plus our wonderful sort of semi-ringer harry um, but we also need to shout out our actual ring. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do uh, that at the end because they deserve a, okay, a cool. big, big, big shout out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So together with Harry, we decided to play a doubles game. Um, oh, that was day two, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, was it day two? Oh, sorry. I played Dan in game one. Yeah. In day one. Yeah. That was called short because of the twat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a shame. So me and Dan did line up and start playing mission two. We got two turns in and Oh no, we played mission one. Yeah, because really the whole plan was we, we we could just slow play again. Yeah, yeah, and we thought that would be okay, but it didn't happen. 
um yeah. which is you know a shame we did in day two um but yeah that was a shame that me and dan didn't get to finish that game because it was pretty cool and it was cool to get all the blood angels out and everything else that was super awesome um yeah but didn't someone drop out at lunchtime? They were like, they had to go home or something, which is why Dan had to then step in. Yeah, Dan had yeah. to step in to form one times complete team as one person. Yeah. Was, uh, wasn't was wasn't feeling very well, decided to go and have a oh, long rest. that's what it was. No yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No problem. We have a Dan. I yeah, remember. Yeah. yeah, we had Dan. And so that, that, that's <laughs> Me, Mem, Barry. Um, so in the evening we did... So normally, if you've listened to this podcast before you know with greetings greetings we normally do something fun in the evening and in my opinion and maybe this is a bit arrogant but in my opinion no one really stays for it because everyone just goes off and does their own thing goes for food we go to tgi's and um, we go back to the dog and duck right yeah and we we've been guilty guilty for this in the past the, the worst the worst right We're yeah the yeah worst. i also think as well because we didn't always get to see or play the people that we usually are like closer friends i suppose you would say so the evening was always a cool. It's the like catch up time. Yeah. But this time we didn't do that, no. and it was fucking great. Yeah, we we oh, made the so we made the decision it first. Well, in a couple of weeks ago, that we were going to go for dinner, and we were going to book into yeah. TGI Fridays, and we were just going to go and go and get changed, then go to dinner. And then I said, yeah. I said no, I I don't want to go to dinner. Um, I want to stay and do whatever Andy is doing because we're the EOS so yeah, yeah. I, I think it behooves us or however you would say that um yeah. to, to stay and enjoy the activities that andy's put on you know if andy's yeah. gonna also have, as well yeah go on or, also organizing food for like 10 people sometimes it's just oh, too, fucking it's much. too much yeah um pain yeah, in the arse just so, it, so so we just decided we'd stay so when we stayed quite a lot of people went um that you know the usual sort of crowds went and to, to go drinking or to go back to the hotel and have a rest or whatever but i would say out of 112 people that you know were at the event i would say a good 60 stayed yeah man and yeah, yeah, enjoyed yeah. a really fucking funny game of bingo yeah yeah and it was just andy who pulled out a little bingo hat like you know with a little front visor <laughs> sat at a kid's little bingo toy game and started playing bingo and, and got all the numbers. legion numbers yeah. wrong yeah anything under 20 tried to do the legion four and got them all yeah. wrong um if it wasn't imperial fist it was wrong correct yeah. and he put or, up or or iron hands because Andy's a classy well. classy guy so he, so he understands the iron tenth so we got heresy models as the prizes so in game one it was the first person to get a horizontal line wins 10 mark three the first person to get the whole board completed. Horizontal. Horizontal, well. yeah. Jesus gets Christ. a Derrideo. The second game was, first one to get a line gets 10 Mark III. Second one gets the Land Raider. And yes. it, that was, it was so funny. We won't go into it now because it won't be funny retrospectively to you guys listening. But it was a really funny event. Um, I, th- I mean, especially in our little corner where we were just entertaining ourselves. It, it was very funny. Andy was laughing along. You know, everyone was making jokes. Everyone was very happy. Boshes were off the chart. Boshes were off the chart. Everyone fucking wanted to win free models. Um, didn't have to pay to enter this bingo. It was just a free game that Andy put on for a laugh. It was so fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, you got um, cheesy nacho chili tings as well for staying 
Nacho um, cheese, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, it was just awesome. It was really fun. Really enjoyed that. Um, and then, yes, after that finished, we um, went to TGI Fridays for a meal, um, which was a very, very good little meal. But I only had a little meal because we had chili cheese nachos at the event. Mm-hmm. Um, back to the hotel for a, a swift half and then back into the hotel rooms to watch match of the day. And get I a was good, so good tired. I didn't even I didn't even make it to match the day. Well, they, and then get a good night's sleep, um, ready for day two. Day two started with Armies on Parade, which was really good fun to go into a venue when you're the first person there and watch as, mm, let's say, 70 people set up for Armies on Parade. Yeah, um, yeah. And you would have to say that the obvious people who were in the running were the obvious people. So you had Mike, Ollie, and Rumham were sort of the standouts. Yeah, and um, Lee as well. I think sorry, and Lee, yeah, definitely Lee, obviously Lee. I think And Pete, of course. Pete King Pete. is definitely in up into that category now with just obvious Peking duck, yeah. Um you had a few other insanely good armies. Um obviously the guy who won best fluff in the end he Ian. had Ian he had an amazing alpha legion army that actually I oh, think I'm still I'm still pretty 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 aroused about that I, I, I think I think if you well I know that I, I don't know how you guys felt but I, I sort of looked at that army looked at the fluff and said yeah and walked past it and then I don't know why I was, I was talking to someone and I just started looking at the army a bit more and I thought this army's off the fucking chain and put my face closer to the models and realised that actually, yes, this is an insanely nice army. The fluff was really good. Um, but you could tell, I was with Dan, and Dan was saying, you can just tell how much love has gone into this army. Um, yeah. And once once I'd noticed it, I couldn't look away. Um, and I know that like Big Phil and Freddie had done really nice forces and put lots of time into their fluff. Obviously, Pete had put excuse me, a lot of time into the display and his fluff and his presentation of his army. Um, and there were a few other, you know, really good narrative things, you know, like Matt Fuller's um, narrative was really good with Autech Moore. Is it Autech Moore? The Bot Boys. Yeah, that's my favourite one. Yeah, it was yeah. really nice, um, you know, really thematic and really good. But um, it was based on to a named character, which weren't allowed at the event. That was my put off. Um Oh. But really good. You, you're just biased towards Iron Hands. That's a, that's all it was. No, I'm just sick of hearing about them. To be fair. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, fair point. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, after after day one, after sorry, like lunchtime on day two, will I, I'm I'm you know I'll be happy if I never see an Iron Hand ever again. Um, <laughs> fucking cunts. Um, so Armies on Parade was really good. We did uh, the secondary matchups again, where um, again it went a bit wrong on the Swiss for a few people because people were so- registering their games. So another thing we should mention, uh, and I think that even though a few people failed to get their heads around this, I still think if we carry on doing events, this is the only way to do it. Um, unless you're going to go full best coast pairings is we got everyone to submit their scores through a, what are they called? QR code. QR code, right? so yes. at the bottom of every mission was printed a QR code that would lead you to a very simple Google Docs form that you needed to fill out with your names 
your victory points and your faction. That was like fucking it, right? Yeah. But yeah, go on. No, go on. No, that's all I was going to say was that it was yeah, it was a pretty simple form. You put your name, um, your faction, your VPs. Um, I can't remember if they put their VPs in or not as well. Um, and then that goes straight from the well, so sorry the QR code took you to a Google form where you then input that data. That data then goes from Google Forms into a Google Sheet. Google Sheet is an online shit version of Excel, but it's easy to get attached to a QR code. Um, so it was all automated. So the players had QR codes on all of the missions. And we also, <clears throat> the projector was a little bit blurry, so you couldn't quite prop no. the QR code off the projector, but you could off the laptop that the projector was plugged into. So we had that to hand and, and just wiggled the mouse to keep that unlocked. So I think the system itself is really good for getting scores in and submitting them. I think for a smaller event, um, what you could do is you could put all the teams into a drop down, so then it's almost impossible to cock up putting your own name in. Yeah. Um, and you could do that with both players' names or something, and then that would just make life very, very easy for doing other um, grudges, matchups, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I agree. Yeah, I think um, I think a few people even like. Um, some of our good friends, Ollie, especially, you know, um, we're like, nah, I'm not doing what? a QR code. I'm just going to give you the score. What? And we were like, you have to, you ha you have to, the way we're doing this, you have to submit the QR code. So, and then, oh, you're not Mike, playing a game. Mike, and then Mike came to his senses and decided that, oh, I'm not as big of a dickhead as Ollie and put it through the QR code, which I was extremely grateful for. So, yes. Mike, yes. thank you. Ollie, fuck you. So, because yeah. the, because then um, the way that the, the data was being formatted at our end meant that there were duplications of names. There were, um, because of the hangover of game one, where we had to sort of match willing people up to play in the faction that they were not meant to be playing in. Um, they submitted scores under that faction, which meant they got automatically siphoned into that faction later games. And when we rebalanced the teams, we then had an, another imbalance. So the matchup processes, yeah, the matchup process from from game one all the way to game four was our biggest failing as event organisers. Having spoken to event organisers since then, the ones who do more than one ever, because that is our first one as a trio, but it's my millionth. Um, they they all have a system that they stick to right and sometimes that is just a, a well formatted excel document sometimes that is just grudges sometimes that is just the loyalists move one way up the hall that way and the traitors move down one space and you just never you just run like that so we apologize for any inconvenience caused to people on the day i know that the people who were most inconvenienced there were probably two or three teams that consistently got buggered around they were all very nice about it and as far as i'm aware they all listened to the podcast so thank you very much for your um patience and all of that bollocks um and it is it was appreciated that you just rolled with every punch you know um but that that was more administrative stress than we sort of re thought it would be. Um, yes, which, indeedy. Which leads us into game three, where um, game three was a pretty good game sacrifice, where you played table quarters with an objective in the middle of every table quarter and the middle of the table itself, where you could go and control the ones in no man's land and your opponent's deployment zone, and you could burn them to stop your opponent scoring them ever, but you 
took the burn of minus d3 victory points um which was very fun and as i walked around the tables a lot of people were doing and coming afoul of it which was hilarious it was like war of lies level hilarious um yes a lot of people enjoyed that um a lot of people were saying that it the deployment was you know in the table quarter felt a bit restricted um which isn't our fault that's the game's fault um but that was that was sort of my only sort of gripe that i heard off of game three um okay, game yeah. three seemed to yeah, run quite I didn't well hear any of that no no so game three ran quite smoothly again most people just got on with it uh, we had to get people to do qr codes for best painted and best sports which all went uh, sorry best painted during game three which all went quite well um we got quite a good uptick pretty quickly but we did have to run around and force it down people's no uh, throats at the end just to make sure we got the, the yeah i think the a smaller response. event yeah it would have been easier not everyone voted but i think that's probably the case at a lot of events where not everyone can be bothered or yep. can't decide we yep. did a best individual player <clears throat> loyalist and traitor mm. um and yeah i would i would strongly recommend qr codes for anyone that wants to run an event um and if you want it to be mega easy <clears throat> you could if you put a bit of effort in beforehand put everyone's name into a drop down potentially even their faction as well so it would say tom tom sergeant blood angels will henry iron hands um if you have that kind of information up front or you could do it during game one or game two and then it's mega easy for people to go around and vote for who they want and then you just get it all into an excel and then just make it count make excel count it for you so yeah it's, or, uh, i mean it's really easy and you don't have to mess around with slips of paper um by the time you've done that you could just make everyone in the run-up do best coast pairings um i'm yeah. not sure that we would but if you could if you were only running it for 30 or 40 people you could make everyone do best coast pairings and then the app would just do the swiss for you um oh, interesting i did that hmm. yeah yeah it does yeah so so and you can and then every player can track every player every other player's progress because it's all public wow. information so you can see who's running top it's how they run tournaments and we all three of us agreed we did not want to run a tournament and have no interest in running a tournament so there's it's that there's its upsides of administrative help but downside in that it instigates ease. administrative ease yeah but there's the downside that it instigates a more cutthroat thing yeah, um so we then started playing our own little game we took a lava board a couple of people had dropped out overnight um we took a lava board over and played a game that's about as much as i want to go into that game to be fair um <laughs> i was giles okay. was very low energy and will was very too much energy um so it was fun to it was fun to roll dice with four of my good mates three of my good mates but um and my cerberus did, did work but that was about I it i had a childlike tantrum yeah you had a childlike tantrum will was having a childlike tantrum despite winning and um uh, me I and harry i was having a great time <laughs> i felt like you were um whereas me and harry were just like i don't like we were just like <laughs> just everyone needs to be friends <laughs> imagine if nathan was there no Jesus no 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 i'm quite happy with i just should one have of just you. had a nap under the stage that i mean i did i did suggest that you just you know went off and had a little you'd sit down and maybe tug one out or something you know um go and have a little nap yeah. i was jacked to the fucking tits off of apple tango so um i was all right I was running high and I was excited to get Blood Angels out. I was childishly excited to get my Blood Angels out. Um, 
but then we sort of abandoned that game to because you and Harry both had to ring her for game four. So going into game four, cards on the table, guys, we had always had this mission planned. I think that was fairly obvious. But oh, this is yeah, 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 yeah. But because one of my major enjoyments of the weekend and one of the things I've got the most feedback on, I don't, and I'd be interested to know if you guys got feedback on it, but one of the things that I enjoyed most about the weekend, selfishly from a performative point of view, were the briefings where it could be me, yeah. like I do, where, you know, enjoy the sound of my own voice and all that other rubbish where I just monologue, but just go through the missions. Um, and that was super fun. But I was aware that we were talking too much and I wanted to bring the, the crowd into it a bit more so decided to lay blame to the traitors losing at that point on yeah because the, the loyalists had won pretty much all round up until this point the traitors they? won round one oh, okay, okay and then the loyalists had to scramble their signals in in round two which they did and then they had to burn the supply depots in round three which they did um so game four was essentially the traitors well, one faction of the traitors. Narratively, Rob Bearup's World Eaters and Rob Jardine's Sons of Horus um, decided to go around and plant nukes everywhere, like their Mojo Jojo from the Powerpuff Girls or something. And all the loyalists and traitors were like, what the fuck are you doing here? Um, and the war broke out over these explosive devices. So the traitors had to defend these devices and the loyalists had to take them from the traitors' hands this mission is awesome okay I'm just gonna... yeah, this is this is this is the best mission i think yeah by it's far. it's it's a narrative mission um it's from the legendary battles that have the iron hands in it it is a sick yeah. mission we simplified it a bit because it does restrict what you can bring on and what you can do with deep strike and an outflank yeah we, yeah we we, we, we played this yeah. yeah of course yeah. and we found that if you were a if you were the attacker you're fucked but fuck. Yeah, it was pretty much a failure failure. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So And there's I, a reason for that. It's because it's a narrative. Correct. And mission. I can get on ha I can get on board um, with shoveling shit uphill in a narrative mission because I don't care whether the game ends in a win or a loss. But when you've paid to come to an event, you want to be I, I understand that I, I think I should be able to be in a winnable situation, right? Captain Kirk, right? There's no unwinnable situation. So you should be in with a chance every time you do it. So we tweaked it enough that we felt that you should be able to win this if you were the attacker i.e the one storming across the board to take the nuke into their own hands okay so let's just explain this mission because this adds context to the um the conversations around the game the defender was the traitor the attacker was the loyalist the defender had to deploy their objective anywhere on the board that was the nuke most people deployed it in the heart of their deployment zone. But you couldn't deploy it 12 inches from a board edge, but we were playing Hammer and Anvil. Yeah, makes sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Then two of you, sorry. <laughs> then the way we wanted it to work was that eight, all four of you would deploy one arming device anywhere on the board within, you know, not six inches of a board edge and all the rest of it, right? U usual restrictions where... Usual go, restrictions, yeah. right? The idea being that you would place them in a way that meant that four people had a game. Okay. Ollie and Mike, the guys that had the Vigilator on a comms tower and a few others 
put the nuke in the middle of the board. Yeah. They put their Harry arming and I devices put it in the middle of the board. Yeah. The the arming devices then went in the cardinal points around the nuke, so it was completely set in stone and square and fair. Okay. Yeah. Those games did not complain about how unfair the game was. I went yeah, to a yeah. table where, and I know they listen to the podcast, where they said, this game is unwinnable for the attackers. It is not fun. And I said, okay, where is the nuke? It's right here in my deployment zone and I've got 3 million unkillable mega fucks defending it. Oh, okay. As traitors, where did you put your two arming devices? as close as I fucking could and I've also deployed a million mega muscles on, on top of it right where have the attackers put their two arming devices within reach of their defences but they're going to have to leave it to come after our stuff and I just looked at them and said do you think there's anything that you could have done to make this a better game without having to get the EO involved and the attackers said yeah we could put the objective somewhere fair and the defender said but why would we? And at that point, it's no longer our fucking fault, is it, boys? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So I think we probably could have set the objective locations correct. in advance. Maybe, that, maybe that's true. Maybe that we should have... Sh we sh You know, the first three missions all had set objectives. Maybe the fourth should have as well, in the way that Ollie and Mike played it, right? Completely square. Um, maybe we were too forgiving. Maybe we just didn't think about it. You know, when we play tested it, we had them in some crazy places as well. Um, yeah. So, also, like, like me who play tested it with you mm. as well. Harry, mm. Harry, and I obviously played that last game. Yeah. And we played lovely Anthony and Pete Cuthbert, and we were like, "Well, this this obviously goes right in the middle." And the pair of them were like, "Perfect." And it was in it was in like a really open like swamp forest. Thing, wasn't it? Was, swamp yeah, thing. and we were like, "That looks like." That looks like Davin. Let's have it as dangerous terrain. So, yeah, and it worked perfectly. The game was the game was fucking banging. It was really yeah. really good. And right. I think and I think there were there were some genuine concerns about things like um, the attackers' forces coming in in reserves that you couldn't outflank if your army list depended on it, and we sort of restricted you on that. And there were a few times where I said, look, you, could, you guys can choose not to play it. If all four of you decide you don't want to play that, you do what you want, right? And they were like, oh, okay. And then, excuse me, there were some people who were like, yep, yeah, love this mission, you know. And the people who said they really enjoyed the mission were the people who didn't play too negatively, place the objectives yeah. fairly, and it was a fairly even spread of traitor and loyalist victories who said they enjoyed the mission. So, Which actually says it all. Because yeah, and it wasn't just the saying, victors saying they enjoyed it. The losers said yeah. they enjoyed it, right? So, saying it was unwinnable and then having a nice even spread of the scores coming through speaks testament. Correct. So. Correct. Yeah, it was very close at the end, right, as to who won or lost. Um, it was it, like 20-odd points in it yeah, which over, over the entire event. Which over 20 boards is one point a game right yeah yeah so mm. it, it is it is insane how close well, it was if it was 20 points 20 boards four missions it's 0.25 points per game correct it was it was it was very close i mean um i really like that mission and it's the mission that i would most like to play down the my, like my club or something on an evening i yeah, really that's enjoy it yeah um, go. we got a lot of games finished quickly in that mission 
because people realised that they'd scored like 15 points, it was unassailable and they gave up. That's a shame. That's an, that's an unfortunate shame and not what you want to see in game four where there's nothing else to do apart from pack up and then decide whether you're going to spend an hour waiting around for rewards or whether you just get on the fucking road. Um, yeah. So that was a feel bad. Um, but it was a feel good when people are like cheering at their table and laughing and hugging and high-fiving and stuff like that, which there was a lot more of. There was a lot more positivity in both of the halls than there were like sad pandas. Um, yeah, yeah, 100%. Which was, which was awesome. So the um, event finished up traitor victory yeah, man. by 20 points. Um, oh. We gave the option to Rob whether they blow up the planet or whether we return and fight on it next year. And he decided to... And this... Really yeah, this was... I, I was like, well, the planet's dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because it's Rob, right? You throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, he was just, he was um, just like, no. starting a new one. No, he was like, no, fucking full send it, play on the mission next year. Which is great. That's which so was good. awesome. I love that. Yeah, and it got a little yeah. cheer, you know. Um, so if we do do one next year with greetings, which we have been invited back, but obviously we need to iron out some details. But that at the moment, that could be a plan. So we would be back on the Hesperon system on a different planet, maybe in the system fighting and something else. And um, we did the awards. We had Lee win best individual character model for his librarian, yeah. um, best overall loyalist force, because it was. Um, Rumham James won best overall traitor force. Um, and he yeah, also it was won. Really nice seeing that in, in person. That was the first time Fantastic. I've. Yeah, one I've been following for a while and still refuse to believe that it's not done for Netbrush because <laughs> I don't understand how it's possible. Creamy, creamy blends. Um, and he also won best <coughs> paint, a uh, best individual character for his yeah. whatever it was. Um, we had librarian, double librarian, yeah, double librarian. on character. And then we cool. had mm. Ian, who I think is Lomi underscore something or other at Instagram, um, who won best fluff for his iron ha uh, sorry his alpha legion army which we'd already, we'd already been through which was awesome and yeah. then we had two guys i think it was tom and josh yeah um who won best sports um i did put a name on instagram and then someone corrected me with the wrong i'd put the wrong name up but that guy had gone so it was <laughs> it was difficult to remember his name um but one half of the team had already hit the road not knowing he'd won best sports um but he had that what was not nice. yeah and it was there were it was pretty close on best sports there was two or three teams that were in the running yeah that was it. that was the um the, the closest one that was that was separated by hair breaths yeah we, hair, that doesn't make any sense a, yeah a hair anyway breadth. um yeah. yeah the and painting was pretty one-sided on all sides you know we had sort there was, of there was yeah we had, there we was had the ollies and the peats and a few others that sort of crept up there and there were um, quite a lot of armies that got two or three votes and yeah. then there were uh, three armies probably that were kind of in the running yeah. on both the loyalist and the traitor side but um yeah. Callum Falcus got oh. quite a lot for his salamanders yeah um, yeah yeah really yeah. good to see so on the Freddy loyalist got some for his was, world eaters yeah there was um like I said there was a few a few a few armies that got quite a lot of votes but the the winners on on each side were two or three votes clear quite comfortably which 
really goes to show that it was there were one or two maybe four armies there that I wasn't exactly bowled over with in terms of their standard um, a couple of them yeah, belong to people who really struggle to paint physically yeah. but they yeah. give it their best effort I fucking can't say fairer than that um, yeah the only army that didn't that didn't at least look finished it was someone's first event and yeah yeah he was a really good egg so, well, we, really so good speaking time, of so speaking of first events this was the first bit of positive feedback i want to I do positive negative positive negative until we run out of energy and then we'll call it a day but in terms of positivity i had i think there were three or four teams there made up of people who have either come from 40k um or have never gone to an event before and I had long conversations with, with these guys and the guys who came from 40K said they are really used to going to 40K events where it isn't toxic and it isn't horrible. It's just a bit more businessy, a bit more turn up, play, psych each other up over scores and then you fuck off and there's no socialising, there's no banter. And when they turn up and there's us three on the stage calling everyone a fucking idiot and a nonce and shouting about the narrative side of things and then not really collecting individual scores like we collected the scores but it didn't really matter and we didn't publicize it and it's more just about the vibe on the day they were completely blown away they were completely sold on heresy based on our event and the way that andy had put it on and the terrain and the hall and the venue and the players more than anything else more than anything that we did more than anything that andy did it was the other hundred people in the room that made the vibe, which made these guys on their first event feel like it was the fucking best event they could have gone to. And that's Thanks, really yeah. fantastic. Humbling, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was humbling. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few quiet people there who were, you know, first event and we didn't really know what to expect, but everyone's been really nice and friendly and helpful and, you know, um, understanding of the, you know, the rules has been quite high to help the newer starters and stuff. So couldn't say anything fairer than that, really. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. Giles? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad your feedback is yeah. fucking full. People always tell me, they're like, Tom, you need to you need to stop talking too much. Let, let Giles talk more. Well, I just tried to give him a chance and his word was yeah. So just before yeah. you all message So me. I just would not want to. Because he's thinking about the pooch, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he's thinking about the pooch. Nah, the pooch, pooch, past pooch is bedtime. He's been tucked up. Oh, good. Um, yeah, I had... Apart from this, the stressing, it was so nice to to see everyone playing, having played a small part in, in facilitating all of that. It was lovely as well that um, between games, obviously, you can just roam. You can just yeah. wander around, go and talk to people, see if people are getting on, make sure, remind them to submit their scores via the QR code, iron out any queries, wander around with my bag of authority in case any rules questions came up. Um because it is, a bag is required to transport all of the books that you may need right. should yeah. someone come up with a rules query. Um, but it was quite fun stamming that down on the table. Obviously not the table they were playing on, but near to it and saying, I've bought the bag of authority, whipping out a rule book and knowing what page the answer was on and going straight to it and then just making them read it. That was mm. pretty hard. Prepare to be judged. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it was, it, was, it was a lovely weekend. It was nice to see everyone. Yeah, we uh, um, we had what we had um, a nice surprise on the day. Um, oh. well, we'd sort of known about it. I, I had been messaged about it, but I didn't think it was actually going to happen. But um, May Gelt, 
um, came up to us in the morning of day one and said that he had a spare copy of Ending the Death Part 2, the limited edition, right? A really sought-after book that caused a lot of stir just even being in the fucking room, right? May had decided that he was going to raffle this book for £2 a ticket, I think I decided, um, and May was happy with that, for a for mind right a mental health charity and it was the one bit of the brief where i introduced you know what we were doing where i used my big strong big boy voice to try and make everyone understand that everyone in that hall has been affected by mental health either directly or indirectly and especially in warhammer you know a a a hobby that often gets touted as being a place for um people who suffer socially or with mental health to come and have a sanctuary and haven which is only something that I respect and embrace. Um, you can be the loudest person in the room like me and you can still suffer with mental health. Everyone has either been effect- directly or indirectly affected by it. So it was really important to me that we got that across. It wasn't just like a thing and it made 20 quid and we moved on. But everyone in that hall gripped it, wanted to get Everyone reached into their pockets. Everyone reached yeah. into their pockets. And I know some people reached into their pockets with n- and didn't want tickets. They just wanted to make a donation. And then there were people there who wanted that fucking book and they were more than willing to put money into mind. And in the end, Makeout raised £367, which went straight into mind, which he's gone and made a donation. You can see it on our Instagram, the photo of of the cash going in. Um, So not only was May extremely sort of overwhelmed by the support that it got, um, but it's something that I think if, if we carry on doing events, that we'll have to do. Hundred um, percent. I completely agree. Yeah, it was it was great to be playing. I mean, what did I do? I I exchanged two to three Facebook messages with May about it in advance, and mm. then checked in with him on uh, during one of the games to make sure it was all good to go. So I mean, I played basically no part in it, but it felt amazing to have played a small part to to be getting money towards a great cause. So yeah, that was um that was that was really it was a heart heart warmer was that one. Yeah, it was it was really nice to see and really nice to see more importantly May's reaction to it. You know, he, I think he was completely blown away by it. Um so that that was awesome. Um the next little negative bit was one particular team. Um so this particular team, I don't even know their names, um, so I can't yeah, even um, call them out. I ain't got a Scoobies. No, no. Um, I've got a good idea, but I, in case I'm wrong, I'm not going to say. But um, we br- I bring this up for two reasons. One, um, they were very rude to us as event organisers throughout the weekend um, with with comments that were not appreciated, not needed, and just dickhead behavior now the three of us are grown men we can ignore the words of random nerds that i don't know or care about and we'll never see again and don't need a podcast to 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 shout it out and drag their names through the mud um but since the event has been over all of their opponents have come back to me and complained of cheating Wow. Oh, I didn't actually know didn't that. No, I'm, that. Assuming, yeah. I'm no. assuming it's the ones that yes. complained about my voice note on the way home. It yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what we're at the most about this? Tell I think me. If I can come over here and talk about 
our fucking missions that we've cooked up, customised, etc. And go, oh yes, I've played this because it's on one of the Goonhammer missions. Fuck off. No, it's not. I haven't read we a fucking Goonhammer article because Goonhammer's Bonhammer. fucking shit. Yeah. Right, Monghammer. Yeah, yeah, I haven't read a Goonhammer article since 1.0 because since then they've the same with 40k. They're just salty little pricks who get shit for free and think it's funny to just be trash, right? And that might all be wrong because I haven't read them for so long. But I read a, I read a spate of them that was so shit I couldn't carry on reading them. But I'm sure they do the Lord's work. Their events seem to be really well received, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm yeah. To just be told, oh, I know this yeah. mission because it's a Goonhammer mission. They probably got it from the same legendary battle that we did. Yeah, yeah, it's so from the Black that. Book or from this. Yeah, or yeah. That really, that really, that really touched then, a nerve. I'm sure a lot of you nerds are sitting at home thinking, oh, come on, boys, move past this. But no, that was annoying, annoying enough to to say it out. Um, and then we had another comment saying, "This I don't do a sport at my events because they did, they didn't know who to vote for." No. Um, yeah, so because the, they don't know who to vote for best sports, because they don't know what a best sport is, um, they, they, yeah, they complained that they, their first opponents didn't have character progressions because the two forces weren't allowed character progressions within the book, within the pack. Sorry, so they would and deny the D three. In we should add that the stand, the the requirements for who could be your character progression character were basically not a praetor level but after that it could be any console and it went down as far as have you got an elite's choice yes it's your sergeant correct so, so, that, so the so, standards the, the requirements were pretty low and i think who, i um, think that who the, could and couldn't be the opponent the opponents just assumed they couldn't have a character progression so didn't play it um to be fair to them um, well not to fair to them they should have read the pack but they they at least made the effort to sort of be like oh no we, we won't just cheat we'll just say we, we haven't got a character so we can't do it so but the team complained they weren't able to get the, the D3 victory points for killing their opponent's character progressions even though they won the mission in a challenge they weren't yeah in a challenge they weren't able to get the D3 victory points um, but yeah since then I have had copious copious amounts of of um, evidence if you like so all secondhand all shit no one can check it i haven't got a video of the games i don't know what fucking happened but um telling you te telling rules wrong essentially emotionally blackmailing people at the table that they would have bad games if they did that um blah 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 so have made it quite clear to andy that at least one person in that team would not be welcome at the next event which is a shame, yeah. but you know, yeah. whatever. Don't be a dickhead. Yeah, don't be a twat. Yeah. Um, the next bit of good, you know, for every dickhead, there is one angel, and our angel mm. was Dan White. Um, mm. So what a sovereign! Everyone who is an sovereign. EO will need yes. to know. Um, will need to have an, a ringer, right? In doubles, that's really hard. In our in yeah. our case, we were quite lucky because we had Harry. So Harry's partner couldn't make it last minute so harry said he'd come down join in play games mess around even though he's a paid ticket member he had every entitlement to play all four games he decided that he would just hang out with the boys and uh, see what was going on whereas dan was only ever coming up to be the ringer and dan just did whatever we told them to do so whenever we said, Dan, you got to partner up with so-and-so for this game, or you've got, you know, you brought up two armies, you brought up 1,500 points of Alpha Legion and 1,500 points of Mechanicum, you've got to go and play a 3,000-point game against two nerds, 
Dan was like, yep, send me where I was. He was like, send me in, coach. I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. And didn't complain. Um, And unfortunately for Dan, in his last game, um, his opponent found out like his best friend had just died like at the table and just went to pieces, just absolutely went to pieces. And Dan was there to emotionally support that person, finish the game, be the grown up, make sure that everyone was safe and happy and packed away and got that team on the road soon as yeah Yeah. helped us with all the like paper admin helped us with um, packing stuff away packing packing stuff stuff away yeah helped everything can't can't speak any higher no so i think i think going forward how willing yeah we would have to make dan a member of the merchant princelings events that's the fourth that's the fourth yeah yeah, and 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 get dan involved properly you know hotel paid for food paid for yeah, all yeah. the rest of it because and shandy if he needs it and shandy stuff. yeah because it's just, just maybe, maybe even a t-shirt yeah t- definitely oh. a t-shirt. we knew we, we need yeah, new yeah. t-shirts because the amount of ribbons i got about for the cargo was unreal um oh. <laughs> okay oh, <laughs> yeah for the for the for the army three armies ago all, all that sort of stuff um the next bad thing um was that it ended boys because it was such a good oh. event it really was good we've had obviously this has been our sort of therapy session publicly for briefing out our fuck ups with the with the selection screen and with the one sort of chud but for the one chud there was a hundred other people who had four great games um for the whole weekend it was just nice to just walk around and just chat to a hundred people about their hobby, about their games, about their character progression, seeing people who had armor bane fucking bolt pistols and yeah. you know murderous strike. Yeah, Ollie armor got bane. Ollie got rage two combat weapons. Yeah, murderous strike fist was another favourite of mine. O- Ollie got rage two on his master of signals with no combat weapon. Um, <laughs> stuff like that. It's just so fucking funny. Um, really fun to see people engage with the missions. Really fun to see. Andy and Chris just like running it in the background, keeping everything ticked over. You know, faultless, faultless from Andy and Chris all weekend. Um, good to catch up with the Cult of Paint guys because we weren't playing. We could go and like, actually chat to them. Um, it was just awesome. It was really, really fun. Um, I think if I was attending that event, I think I would really, really enjoy it. I think if I got caught in the foul ups with matchups, it would pop, pop me down to maybe like a seven out of 10. But I think if yeah. I was playing in those missions, in that vibe, I think that's one of the biggest heresy events in the UK ever. Yeah, I think possibly. And the so, fact that it was just, it was our first one kind of off the cusp <laughs> as well. Me. It was fucking insane. Yeah, yeah, I think so. A lot of we got a lot of, we got let off a lot of grief for that. Oh, your first one. Um, yeah. But I, I, I would have loved it. I think that would have been great. And I think a lot of that comes yeah, down I mean, to the fact that Andy sorted tables and venue out. So that's like the biggest deal was just, out of the way. They're, they're, they're the like there were no financial worries we just had to turn up so that's one thing that other eos have to worry about getting that much terrain is a pain in the ass to paint and build and store um and again andy covered all of that off so we were just doing the fun bits really yeah um so yeah thank you again to andy um obviously we're going to give our own event out of 10 10 obviously but also part of that is not just bias because it was our event but we're gonna run events that we think it would be fun to go to yeah so 100 percent. yeah i think that's the important thing we wouldn't 
ask other people to play something that we wouldn't want to play ourselves. No. Exactly. No. And there, and and that's the great thing, you know, when we talk to people like Rob and the attrition guys, um, and even the and even the greetings guys, um, about other events that are happening, you know, J- like James from Apostate Terrain and Chris Gibson and all these other EOs that we you know we get to have in our sphere of influence. Even Greg, you know, who hasn't been able to run one for for ages and through no fault of his own, um, it, it's nice to see people be like, no, I like doing this because that's how I'd want it. And you're like, well, fuck yeah. And if you can sell it out, who fucking cares? You know, there's mm. clearly enough market for it. You know, and the heresy yeah. market for events is just non-stop. It's non-stop, yeah. boys. I've booked in one a month for most of, or for for large periods yeah. of next year already. Yeah, definitely, the year's not even started. I think f- I would I like to say, oh yeah, I've got January, February, April. There might be something in March that I can't remember, mm. um, and there's others as well. But I would just like to say thank you to the other EOs that we asked questions for um, as well, because there were a couple of people that. I think you guys spoke to uh, the attrition guys, asked Greg a couple of questions in terms of how would you go about this? How have you done this previously, etc. Mm. So thank you to you guys. Thank you to everyone that came. Um, greatly appreciated. Lovely to meet so many people as well. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. If we had a nice chat at the weekend, please bear in mind next time I see you that I spoke to 80 other people that day <laughs> and it was wasn't quite that just the day a, wasn't that just the hugest anxiety going into it though like I had genuine anxiety the day before nah, where p- people would walk nah, up to me and be like hi Tom and I'm like I, see, that's I, kind I, of I, thing, don't, I don't know I, I can embrace the awkwardness I'm happy to ask people their name but everyone was so friendly yeah they were they were just great thank you for just being absolute delights to everyone that came and thank you for and also go on. I just want to say it was lovely to see Tonka as well on Sunday that, that was, was yeah, so that special was, that was a real was the train. icing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. that was so yeah. special. T- T- Tonka looks in great health, just mentally looks so strong, so happy. Um, I couldn't have been more thrilled for him, to be fair. Yeah, uh, and he yeah. stuck out for hours. The, yeah, I think he said he was planning to come down for like an hour or two and was there for about six hours. Mm. So, so, so pleased to see that you know his health wise he's going in the right direction again. So, you got a man like Tonka, you're done though. Yeah, yeah, I was really glad to see him um and he was just one of the few people that were just blowing up the inbox for the day after just saying how much they enjoyed it you know tonka was as an mm. outsider wasn't playing but did watch a game that i think um had jamie fox in it maybe um just saying you know how, how much fun it was how how much he enjoyed the briefings how much he enjoyed the missions how much he enjoyed the vibe in the hall um and honestly i got dozens and dozens of messages who said the same thing yeah, the Instagram. Yeah, was and we've been it. we've been tagged in so many. I've I've not had time to deal with all the notifications. That's how many mm. things we've been tagged in, posts we've been tagged in. So, if you guys, um, I think if you go on Instagram, you can go into the tagged setting, and I'm going to assume that that might bring in comments as well. But there's mm. um, there's quite a few on there, and we've shared. Oh, we've actually done. Um, sorry, a highlight on our Instagram page. So, if you want to go and look at all the stories that were up over the weekend if you go onto our page on instagram on the underscore merchant underscore prince links which is also where you'll find our link tree of our link to element games which if you purchase your toy soldiers through that will give us a lovely kickback um so yeah that instagram page and there's a highlight um between the posts and like the, the text at the top called tooth and claw click that 
and you can go through and see loads of posts, stories, etc. I'm going to update it again later and put all the other ones that have gone up since since the weekend. Um, but there's there's fuckloads on there, so you can have yeah. a little look around and get to see some bits in the event if you would like to. On that note, boys, I think it's time to call it a day. What an event! Love you and leave you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd, the, 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 it was stressful, but I think there's a lot I, I can personally take away from doing the matchups that would make it much easier next time. So, yeah, I think I would probably be up for doing it again. Will, yeah. going to see you there next year. Amen, brother. All the best, boys. I also, oh, I also fuck, as well. Wait, go on. Yeah, oh, fuck. Go on. Go on, Will. Uh, here we go. Uh, I also having been to a load of events and had a lot of shit put up with because of me, I'd like to give back and host for others as well. So people that <laughs> s- s- some EOs that maybe don't get to go to as many events as they'd like to, because they've got to run their own and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'd love to, I'd love to try and put a spread on for you, for you as well. So Yeah. It's one of those things where it was really nice to not play, but all I wanted to do was play all weekend. Cause... Yeah, oh, oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. Maybe maybe next time we need to book the Monday off and just tell Andy to <laughs> no, we can't stay in a school on a weekday. That's a bit no. nonsense. isn't I it? I think I have thought the best thing that we need to do, or we need to talk about characters as well, but the, the best thing would be to get Andy to just not label up or us just not label up the table closest to the admin board table. Yeah, I think that's what we should... Yeah, we could have done that. So where, where, it should, where that was table our four, table for we should have just not done it and just moved all the way along so that that table was never labelled up as a table in the in the matchups and then yeah, we could have had that all weekend um, we know yeah. what, whatever was the worst table just make that our table um, and and have that all weekend um, I wash think, it baby I think that would have been the best thing yeah well we live and learn boys that's 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 the way of it right yes and, indeed um, we will move and we will improve and we will yeah, endeavour to make it better for everybody else improving that hopefully we'll um will make a better experience and for the hundred odd people that were there. But you know, if they had a good time last time, then hopefully they'll have a, a better time next year as well. Exactly. Ash. See you later, boys. Good night. Uh, love and See you. you have to have something that sticks. You have to have something that's monumental. When you walk out on stage, it has to be monumental. Jiggle, jiggle. Can you remember any of the rap that you did? My money don't jiggle, jiggle. Folds. I like to see you wiggle, wiggle, for sure. It makes me wanna dribble, dribble. You know, riding in my fear, you really have to see it. Six feet two in a compact, no slack. But luckily the seats go back. I got a knack to relax in my mind. Sipping some red, red wine. I sit bruised from chalices, holding my palaces. Crib is so cranky, suck a supper from paralysis. Rhymes. I ride him in the castle You try to diss me and pretty soon your arsehole squat in the cell Cause I can tell you it's illegal Treason, that's the reason I'm real You'll do time for the crime of less majesty And the police cause they can't arrest me My money don't jiggle jiggle, it folds I like to see you wiggle wiggle, for sure It makes me wanna dribble dribble, you know Riding in my fear, you really have to see it Six feet two in a compact, no slack But luckily the seats go back I got a knack to relax in my mind Sipping some red, red wine I like to see you wiggle, it makes me dribble See you wiggle, it makes me dribble.